Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast, and I'm Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll tell you where to find us at the end. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There's not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands have used our Inspire Diet along with our help and support to take their lives back even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops. We have had regain so we know how it feels. But we also have lost that regain and we can help you find your way back to those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you, goals, food lists, and meals to eat. We even have our own product line, so we go beyond just ideas to help you in real time. Our support is made up of people who are just like me, and collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ups lose regain and learn to change their habits so the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. Today, I want to address something that's come up actually a few times already, which surprised me as it's really early for folks to be thinking about holiday foods. But the season of seasonal weight gain is upon us. There's a couple things in play here, but I want to start with a little bit of a list so we kind of line out what we're talking about specifically. Because fall sets off an odd season of eating, and that's exactly what it is. It's a season of eating. Um... The first part of this is that retailers everywhere have Halloween treats and candy out in bulk in the stores. Trick-or-treating is still almost a month away. And it was all that candy and the cupcakes and all that fun stuff was in my stores in August. No one needs to buy that candy far in advance. So why is it there? Because people buy it. They buy it thinking that they're going to put it away for Halloween and save themselves the trouble, but then they eat it and they have to rebuy it anyways. So they buy more candy. The second part is that there's pumpkin spice everything. There's donuts and Cheerios and candy and drinks and lots of tempting stuff that gets our little minds thinking about food. The third part of this is something that's very, very common. I think that's actually what starts off a lot of this thinking about food. But school sports and activities started up full swing, and it kind of pairs with baseball and football games being on TV. And um, for a lot of people, that seems to mean extra snacks are around. And I'm on all kinds of social media, of course. And in our Facebook groups, we're getting asked more and more what to make, what to do, what to bring to people's homes to watch the game, what to make if they're having friends over, all that fun stuff, even what to bring to watch the kids play um, at practices. And guys, this is something that's happening every weekend or every week. And if it's your kids, it might even be happening several times a week. But the fact is you don't need to go to a football or baseball or um, whatever party every single week. You can watch the game and hang out with your friends and family or watch your kids on the field practice, but you have to watch your diet too, or you're going to make zero progress. We see other posts from you guys too. The same people who ask about what to bring are also the same ones who are legitimately shocked on Mondays when they weigh in and they're up a couple pounds. Guys, it's the football snacks. Not that you didn't hit the gym enough. So, um, yeah, we have to stop thinking about spending our Saturdays and Sundays air frying nuggets and making queso and start thinking about what we can do to serve us. The last part, um, I'm kind of lumping into this all together, but this is an important thing to think about. Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming. 
They're coming quick. And that's going to mean office parties, potlucks, school parties, all kinds of things are coming. So I want to hit this now and get some ideas into your life so you don't fall completely off the rails until New Year's. I've got some tips for you. And the first one is this. Do not eat the candy. Not a single piece. You already know what it tastes like. You can think about it and conjure up that exact same taste in your mouth just thinking about a specific kind. You can taste it right now, can't you? Halloween candy is the exact same candy in a spooky wrapper. And the same thing can be said for Christmas candy, Valentine's Day chocolates, and Easter candies. Those tiny snicker bars are the same ones that you face every other day at the store, every day of the year. You resist them then, and you can resist these too. Um, one of the things that I would recommend too to staying out of the candy is a little bit of a distraction method. Have a glass of water and do a quick 20-minute workout. You can um, find a lot of them on YouTube, on, um, on demand. I think I saw a whole bunch of them and stuff like that. But just 20 minutes of walking, doing something to, to get your body moving and distract yourself will help you through the worst of the craving and remind you what your ultimate goal is. And if that doesn't work, consider that things like sugar-free candies can help you through things. Um, Make a deal with yourself. Buy one bag of sugar-free candy. And for, for this sort of thing, I usually recommend stuff like those Werther's candies, like the sugar-free Werther's, those hard candies. Allow yourself to buy one bag and keep it for absolute emergencies, for after you've distracted yourself when you just can't get through it. Because the thing is, we all know if you eat a whole bag of sugar-free candy in one sitting, you're going to learn a lesson. You're going to learn a big one. But sugar-free candy is candy. It's sweet and it get, can get you through a really, really hard craving without falling deep into the rails of something a little bit more decadent like a Snickers bar or a package of M&Ms that are going to be a little bit harder to resist. Try it. It actually does work. The second tip I have is a really, really important one because this happens to a lot of people, but you cannot blame the kids. Just because it's Halloween or Thanksgiving does not mean that your kids need to have candy and treats laying around the house. They don't need skeleton-themed cupcakes on random Tuesday nights, and no one needs wings and queso with chips in their home every single Sunday afternoon just because the game's on. We also need to remember that just because it's our turn to bring snack to soccer practice, those 50 tiny bags of Doritos for 20 kids is not fair to you because there will be leftovers. We cannot use our children and spouses as an excuse to put food into our path every single week on a regular basis because it's going to interrupt our progress. You know, we have to plan maybe for one football or baseball party where there are snacks that we can have. Treat the others like it would be any other time you watch TV. If you need a snack, plan on some healthy ones. Vegetables are great, crunchy things that will help you. Um, and the same goes for when you watch your kids. Bring a healthy, on-plan snack that's going to serve you. And if you're going to be there for a couple hours, consider that it's a good time to get your steps in for the day by walking around the field while they, they do their thing out there. But don't just sit there because when you're idle, that's when the cravings start. So do something. Um, a lot of people this time of year, when it gets chilly especially, they like to bake. And if you like to bake, make a batch of sugar-free baked goods and take them up to church on Sunday for your Sunday school class or take them to the office and share with your coworkers. You can have a little piece or a little bite, but that way it's out of your house and out of your mind, but you still got to do something you enjoy. We've got a lot of recipes on our websites, but... Um, 
Yeah, that would help a lot. Just having on-plan stuff and thinking about things before you fill your house with them is a huge, huge turning point for most of us. But your big takeaway from this tip is that um, you don't need it. Your kids don't need it. It's cheap candy. It's cheap baked goods. Um, You know, when you make yourself something special, that's a little bit different than bringing home the cupcakes from Walmart. But anything that you bring into the house like this without planning, without thinking about it, um, it's just another reason not to reach your goals. Because honestly, we have to really, really admit that we can't just have one or two. If we could have just one or two, we wouldn't have needed to have surgery. And all of this sounds a lot easier said than done, but, you know, we've talked about this in previous uh, previous podcast episodes where we talk about a choice, and that's exactly what this is. My next tip is that we have to draw a line in the sand, especially this time of year. You have to pick. You can be social and you can enjoy treats, but you cannot do it on a weekly basis and expect to stay on track and lose weight still. Why? Because if you could, you wouldn't have needed to have surgery in the first place. And I know that's harsh and I know that stings, but here's the deal. It's the same reason you can't have Chips Ahoy cookies in your house or why you can't just taste one of the chips in that bag. It's not just one for us. One is just the beginning. Moderation is a really neat concept, but for most of us who have had weight loss surgery, we can't do it. And it's not because we don't want to. It's not because we don't want, um, we don't even try, but it's because we're just not wired that way. We have long built habits around food that create a workaround for us that um, thinks of all kinds of justifications to eat things we know we won't help us, to skip going to the gym after, um, after we've said we would. We just, we make these plans to get back on track on Monday and we never do. Um, yeah, we've all done that before. So we have to stop. So let's draw that line in the sand. How do you be so strict, yet still stick to your goals, still be social, still have fun, and get to work on what you want to do? Here's a couple tips. Plan a party. And this is serious. Do you know why you have such warm, fuzzy memories of Thanksgiving with Grandma or um, going to the big game after the county fair? It's because those things were special occasions. They didn't happen on days that end in Y. They didn't happen once a week. You looked forward to them. You enjoyed them more because they were special and they took some planning and care to attend. So why not create that sort of magic in your life right now? Pull out your calendar and think about the next few months. Is football your thing? Pick a weekend that has a game you're interested in and set up a party with your friends and family to celebrate with the food that you can have. I'll link some recipes that would be awesome in our episode wrap-up on the website. And you could even rent a projector and set up a big screen in your basement. You could decorate with corny sports-themed stuff from Party City. But really do it right. One killer party that has some great homemade food, it's going to blow out a couple of Sundays with microwave queso and a bag of chips, wouldn't it? If you're a Halloween fan, decorate your house with jack-o'-lanterns and fake cobwebs instead of filling baskets with candy and, um, yeah, plan for a couple weeks and set up a little Halloween party at your house. Get some of that campy Halloween music and do the monster mash. Wear a costume you'd never be able to wear before your surgery. You can even do things like bob for apples and have a pumpkin carving contest. Um, You can even roast the seeds. We've got a recipe for... um, for roasted pumpkin seeds on our website, actually. But things like that are fun and in the spirit of Halloween without going crazy in a bag of fun-sized Snickers. Next, I want to chat a little bit about desserts. I touched on this a little bit earlier because they seem to pop up out of nowhere this time of year. 
And honestly, if you do it right, you can have some cake and eat it too. You can even have a sliver of pie. Now you can't have them in the same meal. And I would urge you to have a plan so that you don't find yourself standing at the fridge sneaking a slice because you can't get it off your mind and you're hoping that you don't dump because it's full sugar pie that you bought at Walmart. But there are options out there and we have a lot of them. On our website, we have a ton of dessert and party food recipes. And as we creep closer to Thanksgiving and to Christmas, we'll have even more of them being posted. And yes, for those of you who have looked already or have have been following us for a while, you know that our recipes do include flour. Many of them include artificial sugars and sweeteners. But the reason these recipes exist is because we can't live in a vacuum after weight loss surgery. You already know this. So I'm going to repeat what I've said in in other episodes. We must have options that will please everybody, not just the kids, not just us, but everyone who we are feeding or entertaining. Because white knuckling it through parties and Halloween and beyond that into Thanksgiving is going to backfire on you and end with you diving into whatever you're pretending you don't want to eat. Earlier when I talked about standing in front of the fridge at 2 a.m., That's actually happened to a lot of post-ops who thought that um, their plan would be just to skip dessert, that that was a smart game plan. And they just couldn't make it through the night because they had that pie on their mind or cake or candy or whatever. They couldn't get it off their mind because they had nothing. We cannot ignore food by thinking that it's going to go away if we just choose not to have it. We have to present ourselves with things that we can eat safely and still stay on track without worry of too much sugar that would make us sick. Um, But we have to do these things to play along and participate in the season and to join in with our friends and families and celebrate things. And this is a fact, whether you're ready to face it or not. But no one who is more than two months post-op should have to have separate foods made for just them or that they can enjoy at a gathering. Another thing that we see a lot of people trying to do, uh, especially when they're trying to get back on track, is that they'll chug a protein drink in the car before a party or a Thanksgiving dinner. That sends a message too. Do you know what that message is? It's that you need to lose weight, so you're going to choose to eat nothing on a special occasion. What does that say to your spouse or your kids or your judgy sister-in-law who told you that you didn't need surgery, you just needed to try harder? What does separate meals and dishes and skip desserts actually say when people see you doing that? It says that you can't eat like a normal person. It says that surgery made you different. That's where these recipes and um, tips and the ideas that I've shared today will come in handy if you choose to use them. This eating season, I challenge you to take the time to make something really special for you and for your family and friends. Create some special memories around the things in your life that you enjoy. Don't just buy food that's there with a plan to get back on track later. Um, don't just do it because there's a date on the calendar means that you're supposed to celebrate. Actually make a reason to celebrate. Enjoy the season that's coming with intent and some purpose. Celebrate. I'm going to give you a special tip too. If you're going to be preparing special, um, not special, but if you're going to be preparing some of our um, recipes and our sugar-free desserts and our no-sugar-added desserts, you have to stop telling people it's diet food. Don't tell them it's berry-friendly or bariatric-friendly. Don't tell them it's sugar-free, carb, low-carb, all-natural, whatever. You didn't ever tell them that there was a pound of Velveeta in the mac and cheese recipe you said was a family secret. So why would you bother telling them about Truvia? If they have an issue or concern about the ingredients, they'll ask you. 
But there's no need to volunteer and and make your hard work and dedication to yourself sound less appealing because it's good for you. Be proud of your choices and take pride in the delicious food you created and share it with, with a smile. That's all you need to do. I made this. It's delicious. I don't want you to try it. I know everything I've said today is a lot to think about. My time in the weight loss surgery community and in our Facebook group specifically has taught me that come January, a lot of people point that the time that they got off track was fall because they decided that they'd just get back on track after the holidays. And that's three months off track for a lot of people. That can add up to a lot of weight and a lot of non-progress made. So if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you've already had this happen at least once, maybe before surgery, maybe after. So consider focusing on some of the things I've talked about, and let's make this year the year that you break that cycle. I know that you can do this, and I know that you're worth the effort a little planning and preparation will take. I want to thank you so much for listening. We can always be found on our website, www.bariatriceating.com. Once you're there, you can search for podcasts to find all of our episodes listed with helpful links and articles, recipes that were mentioned in each episode. For this episode specifically, I'll have a selection of pumpkin desserts, a couple snack ideas for um, games or or party foods, and I'm also going to have an article about Thanksgiving meals that gives you a little bit of food for thought about how you approach um, Thanksgiving specifically. I want to remind you, too, that we're not just talk. Over the past 20 years, we've helped more post-ops thrive after surgery and keep the weight off. We want to help you, too. So please come check out our website. There's a ton of info that you need right now. I also want to remind you not, um, not to forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon.